Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In Romans, we read all things work together for good for those that love God. Pastor Greg Laurie expands our perspective on that verse. For us, good is, well, just everything going our way, right? Good is green lights. Good is good health. Good is everything happy. But sometimes an affliction or a hardship can be good because it can cause us to turn to God. So God can take what is perceived as a bad thing and can actually become a good thing in His hands. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Many of us have heard stories of someone who made a trip to the doctor for something minor, but then the doctor discovered something much more serious. Had it not been for that minor matter, that serious matter may have gone undetected. Are they not actually thankful for that minor problem? Today, Pastor Greg Laurie brings us an important perspective on the challenges that come our way and how God uses them all for His greater glory and our greater good. to the book of Romans together and I love chapter 8 and I especially love verse 28. And I want us all to read it out loud together. Ready? And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. But do we understand what this verse actually says? When the Bible says all things work together, that is not for the general public. It is not true for every person out there because all things don't work together. There's sort of a variation of it. Uh, it says something along the lines of, well, all's well that ends well. And then we sometimes hear people say, it's all good, man. Well, you know what? It's not all good, man. <laughs> sometimes it's really bad and things don't make sense and things happen to us that are inexplicable. This is a very specific promise to a very specific person. And that person is someone who loves God. If you love God, and by that I mean if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and trusted Him as your Savior and Lord, you can lay hold of this promise for yourself no matter what you're going through right now. And there are things that happen to us that seem like they may be bad that are actually kind of good. Example. For us, good is, well, just everything going our way, right? Good is green lights. Good are blue skies. Good is uh, paid bills. Good is good health. Good is everything happy. And that is good. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But, but sometimes an affliction or a hardship can be good because it can cause us to turn to God. Because sometimes when things are going really well, let's be honest, we forget God. We don't pray like we ought to. We don't read our Bibles that often. We just take these things for granted. But when the bottom drops out and a crisis hits, we drop right to our knees and that's good. So God can take what is perceived as a bad thing and can actually become a good thing in His hands. 
In Psalm 119, there's a number of statements the psalmist says about this. First of all, in verse 67, he says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept your word. Then he writes in verse 71 of Psalm 119, It was good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Then later on he writes, Your judgments are righteous, and in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Because you'll go through things in life, you'll say, This isn't good, but maybe it will turn out to be good. The classic example of the guy who lived out Romans 8.28 is not in the New Testament, but in the Old. His name is Joseph. And we all know his story. He's just a young guy. You know there's not a single critical word said about Joseph in the entire narrative of a story that goes over many chapters of Genesis. But Joseph was favored by his father. So his dad gave him a super cool coat that was given only to the people who were sort of over the worker. So instead of working in the fields like his brothers, he had this nice coat and he would kind of cruise around wearing it. And maybe he was a little bit of a show off. Maybe he was a little too much of a snitch on his brothers. But if those are the worst things he did, it's not a lot. But his brothers despised him. And they said, let's just kill our brother Joseph. That'll be the end of it. But then as they were preparing to kill him and thinking about it and talking about it, a group of slave traders passed by. So they said, well, let's just sell him to the slave traders, make a little money off him. So they sold their brother to slave traders. And they go home to dad with this coat of many colors, put some animal blood on it and said, oh, sorry, dad, your beloved son Joseph got killed today by wild animals. Meanwhile, Joseph is on his way, destination unknown. He's bought by a man named Potiphar who is actually effectively the head of security for the Pharaoh. And uh, Potiphar brings him into his beautiful home, puts Joseph in charge. And because Joseph is such a godly man, everything's running along beautifully. Potiphar's prospering. But Potiphar had a lustful wife that put her lustful eyes on young Joseph. She was the original cougar. And day in and day out, she would say, basically, have sex with me. And he refused her. And the Bible even tells us he was very good looking, very well built. But he refused her advances and said, how can I do this horrible thing and sin against the Lord? And one day she decided to have every servant out of the house and only Joseph was there. And she grabbed him by the coat to pull him on the bed. And he ran out of there as quickly as he could. And she falsely accused him of rape. Now he's in prison. From the time he went to the house of Potiphar to the time he was released from prison was around 11 years. How easily he could have doubted God. God, what are you doing? I, I, I believed in you. I didn't give in to the advances of this woman. I lived a life of integrity. And look where it's gotten me. But he waited. And ultimately the Pharaoh had a dream. And Joseph interpreted the dream and it resulted in him being the second most powerful man in all of the kingdom of Egypt. He was in charge of the food supply because he told the Pharaoh a great famine was coming and Pharaoh believed him. So Joseph was over everything and now he can see the hand of God is working because his brothers come to Egypt looking for food because the only food supply was now under the control of Joseph. But they didn't recognize Joseph. They thought he was dead. His head was probably shaved like an Egyptian, had that cool Egyptian eyeliner, <laughs> walked like an Egyptian. <laughs> he recognized them. They didn't recognize him. 
And the day finally came for him to reveal to his brothers who he was. Boy, this could have been the ultimate revenge story. He could have turned to his brothers and said, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> skills I have acquired over a long career that make me a nightmare for people like you. Oh, sorry, that was from Taken. Now this is, uh, <laughs> it could have been payback time, but instead Joseph makes this amazing statement in Genesis 50, 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to save many people alive. Joseph, are you crazy? Your brother sold you to be a slave. You were falsely accused of rape. You were in prison and you were an innocent man. What do you mean God intended it for good? Because Joseph seemed to understand Romans 8, 28, before it was even written, that God was in control of his life. You've tuned in for A New Beginning. We're hearing from Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. Today we're focusing on Romans 8.28 and Pastor Greg's message called All Things. Let's continue now. Don't miss this. This is the most important insight of this message. You might want to write this down. After Romans 8.28 is Romans 8.29. Hey, is that good or what? But it is good. Because Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Now look at verse 29. For whom He did foreknow, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. People will debate endlessly about who is and who is not predestined. I'll talk about that later but they miss the point of what we're predestined for. What does it mean to be predestined? It means that God chose you before you chose Him. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you and ordained you that you should bring forth much fruit. So we'll sit around and talk about who the elect are, who the elect aren't, who's chosen, who isn't chosen, and miss the whole point of why we were chosen. Why was I chosen? Again, to bring forth spiritual fruit. Why did God predestine me? So I would be conformed into the image of His own dear Son. So God's end game is to make you more like Jesus. Whatever you're going through right now, it's to make you more like Jesus. He's getting you ready for that day when you will see the Lord. So I don't know what your problem is right now. I'm sure you have one. But I, I want you to know that it's gonna ultimately be resolved. Maybe it'll happen today. Maybe it'll happen in a week. Maybe it'll happen in a month. Maybe it will never be resolved in a way that you understand till much later. Perhaps as you get older and reflect back in your life, you'll understand why. And for others, it won't be resolved until you get to heaven, but you'll understand that God is in control. Now look, I want you to do something. If you have a pen or a pencil, I want you to pull it out. Now I want you to throw it at me. No, don't, don't. Please don't. No, don't. I want you to take your pen or pencil. I want you to go to your Bible. And I hope you write in your Bible. It's a good thing. Go to your Bible right next to Romans 8.28. Draw a little bracket around it. And over to the side, I want you to write down your problem. Maybe it's one word. Maybe it's two words. Maybe it's three words. But whatever your problem is, family problem, financial problem, health problem, 
other problem. Whatever it is, just write it down. You say, why? Because you're gonna look back at that verse in a few months, maybe a little later, maybe a little sooner, and you're gonna start seeing how God is causing even that to work together for your good and for His glory. It'll be a little reminder that God hasn't forgotten about you. So wrapping this up, all things work together for good to those that love God. This is where you understand that all of life's events pass a point of providence. This will give you equilibrium in the middle of a storm, faith in the midst of doubt, courage in the midst of danger, and hope in the midst of despair. So whatever is going on, know God is in control. Remember, Psalm 119 says, all things are your servants. Ephesians 4, all things are done according to God's plan and decision. You might say, well, I don't think that my problem will ever be resolved. Here's another verse that mentions all things. Matthew 19, with God, all things are possible. All things. No, not my problem. No, it says all things. It doesn't say most things or everything except your problem. With God, all things are possible. You say, but I'm so weak. Greg, I can't go on another day. Paul says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And some might say, well, I've really messed my life up. I've made so many mistakes. Even God couldn't sort this out. I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you because Revelation 21 5 says, He that is seated on the throne says, Behold, I make all things new. All things new. <laughs> then he says, Write this down. That's why I like to write things down. Write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. Yes, even your mess can turn into a message. Yes, even your problem can be resolved. Yes, God can even take what you have done that is wrong and bring something good despite it, and he can make all things new. This is only true for the Christian. The greatest injustice in the history of humanity was when they took Jesus Christ, the very Son of God and Savior of the world, and beat him, bludgeoned him, whipped him, and nailed him to a cross made out of wood. The worst thing that could have happened. Yet out of the worst thing that could have ever happened came the greatest good for all of humanity because there on the cross Jesus died for our sin and paid the price for every wrong we have ever done because all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. He died on that cross for you. He did it because He loves you. And because he wants to forgive you. As again, as I said, Romans 8, 28 is for believers only. Maybe you're a non-believer here today, watching wherever you are. You say, well, it's all good, man. It'll all work out. No, it won't. It might get worse. But if you're a Christian, all things work together for good to those that love God. So you need to start loving God. You say, how do I do that? You need to admit you're a sinner. Realize that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin, for my sin, for our sin, and rose again from the dead, 
And he can come into your life and make all things new. He can make your family new. He can make your lifestyle new. He can make your future new. He can make everything new. But you must come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, we've been having a lot of rain here in California, haven't we? <laughs> but one thing I like about rain is when it's over, everything is clean. Even the people that don't wash their cars get a car wash. <laughs> the streets are clean. And if things are just right, you'll see a rainbow. That's nice. So God can do that for you. He can cleanse you and make all things new, but you must come to Him and ask for His forgiveness. Is there somebody here today that needs to believe in Jesus? Is there somebody here watching me that needs to have all things made new? Is there someone that needs to know they'll go to heaven when they die? If that's you, respond to this invitation. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you really do make all things new. And I pray for anyone that has joined us that does not yet know Jesus. I pray that this will be their day to believe. This will be their moment to be forgiven. This will be the time when all things become new for them. Help them to come to you and receive forgiveness from you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would like to help you do that with a simple prayer right now. A simple prayer is right. In fact, I would like to just pray a prayer and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, I want you to know on the authority of Scripture, God Almighty has heard your prayer, and He will answer this prayer. You are now a newly minted child of God. So congratulations, you've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. I want to send you a special gift because of that prayer you've just prayed. It's called the New Believers Growth Packet, and in it is a copy of the New Testament in a very understandable translation called the New Living Translation. It also is filled with hundreds of notes that I wrote that will encourage you in this commitment you've made to follow Christ. And there's some other outstanding materials in this little packet I'll send you as well. So order your copy today and let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. And to get that New Believers Growth Packet, just get in touch and we'd be glad to send it right out when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. 
Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg continues his study series in the book of Romans called Relentless Grace. We'll stay here in Romans chapter 8 for a message called Too Good to Keep to Yourself. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called All Things. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 